thing is, I think it's a, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys, on today's show. Why are there rocks in my cookies? And also, did you get your Facebook money yet? And is Halloween going to be canceled this year? And how to protect yourself after unprotected sex? All this and much, much more we discuss here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? Are you excited? The summer is almost over. I know all you kids going back to school. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Summer's almost over for us dying out there in the heat. I think we have a high temperature day. High temperature today of uh, 96 degrees. And we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. In a little town called Marshville, North Carolina. Home of Randy Travis. So if you know who he is, <laughs> tip your hat to your neighbor and say welcome. Welcome, neighbor. Uh, population 2,500 people is what we got going on here. Small little town. But in this small little town we have rural uh areas uh we have on this where i live where we broadcast a show from uh we've got a big old studio up here 800 square foot it's finished ac lights electrics as you can see all this stuff going on i can have probably i gotta have a small family live up here if i need to but i'm only using half of it so that's roped off over there uh the visitor center's over there in the back uh, but here on the property we have animals we have horses we have uh dogs chickens cow cattle goats and foxes. You guys know my trials and tribulations of all the foxes we have been going on. I've been trying to keep them from getting in the hen house as the uh, nursery rhyme goes. Uh, so we have fenced in a mild fence. It's a modest fence. Uh, we fenced in a big 2,000 square foot uh, area around the chicken coop areas. <clears throat> and so as far as I know, the fox has kept out of that. Now, unfortunately, our neighbors next door, they have a bunch of ducks. They have geese. Uh, they have chickens as well, and they roam, I mean, completely free. Like, they were running free, like, on our property, uh, but they're far enough away. They basically stay over there. And, unfortunately, I think the fox has given up on ours and it has moved over to their side of the property and attacking their fowl. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, because the other day I went out there to do something with the chickens, and we had some scraps, some table scraps and stuff. We threw them out there. I cut up some cantaloupe, some honeydew melon, and was throwing them out there for the chickens. They love that. And I'm throwing them out there, and I notice I've got three ducks just kind of hanging out on our fence. Like, hey, let us, hey, <laughs> let us, let us in, let us in. And they're looking, you know how ducks, you know, when <laughs> you got three of them, their heads are flip-flopping around. You can see me here on the video. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see me here in the studio and all the visuals that we have going on during the show, articles and video feeds and stuff. You can see those. Go over to YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, Deacon Live Podcast. So, their heads are, you know, bobbing around and looking around and everyone's looking over each other's shoulder. I'm like going, babe, you know, texting her on the phone. Hey, babe, uh, there are three ducks from next door over here. And uh, I don't know how they got over here because normally they don't wander over here. And so come to find out there was actually four of them. One got injured and was laying there dead and the fox got a hold on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, we didn't have this much problem. You know, was <laughs> this not third world problems this is rural country problems that we have here uh but yeah there i guess there's a family of foxes moving through now i've i've gotten rid of one of them and i don't know if that made any difference i took them 10 miles down the road and dropped them off at the local landfill but i keep seeing one or two of them kind of darting around here on the property we've never had this problem before but in the same sense they're also d developing they're knocking down a lot of the forest areas here. A lot of logging is going on here. They're putting in neighborhoods. They're putting in roads. They're putting in widening, widening roads and uh, bringing in waters from other uh, lake sources from around the from other counties and stuff to fill this uh, this property or fill the needs of the property around here. You know, you, you can only have so many wells tapping into that vein, and all of a sudden you turn turn your shower on, you ain't got shit because. You know, the guy up the road ran a sprinkler all day. So little things like that. And outside of the Fox issues that we've been having, uh, I had to rush my dad to, I say rush, <laughs> rush my dad. As you guys know, my dad lives here and lives here on the property. Uh, he's got the west wing of the house. We have the east wing of the house. And the way our house is set up, uh, kitchen and living room in the area, in the center, common area, you know, we can meet and eat and do all that stuff and then go our separate ways. 
So my dad was like, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, shortness of breath. I can't catch my breath. Uh, I don't have any chest pains or anything. I just feel tired and weak. So he lives and dies by his oxygen meters. You know, the little thing, the little alligator thing they stick on your finger. <laughs> you know, I don't know how it reads your oxygen in your blood, but it does. And how it reads your pulse, it does. Puts his little alligator clip on his finger and, you know, oh, my God, it's it's below 90 and... You know, my BPMs are, you know, 115 or something like that. He goes, but if I move it over to this finger, I'm fine. I'm like, well, use that finger from now on. (laughs) Use that finger. Because your pointer finger, your nose-picking finger, is getting you in trouble. Uh, But he had a, he had a, 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 I don't want to say an episode. He had a, a thing where it made him nervous. He was like, you know, I'm feeling really weak. I'm really tired. I'm like, dad, you're old. <laughs> you're not, you don't do anything. You eat horrible. You drink so much caffeine and surprise your, your heart's not pounding out of your chest because you're trying to stay on top of things. Oh, I'm tired and sleepy. Let me pound, you know, three Red Bulls or something like that. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> it actually counterbalances what's happening. So I rushed him to the hospital and I say rushed, you know, I took a shower, picked out a nice outfit. Uh, you know, laced up my shoes real nice, got matching socks, got them out in the, in the, put them in the truck, drove down there, you know, it's six thirty, seven o'clock at night. And, uh, the closest hospital from us is, you know, a good 15, 20 miles away. Got them there, checked them in. They put them in like triage. Now triage itself sounds, you know, horrible. Like, you know, you're thinking blood splatters and IV bags and, uh, we need more, uh, <laughs> A positive blood bags or whatever. No, they just put a couple of things on them, clipped them up to the machine, sat there for a minute, you know, watched all the needles go up and down or the digital needles go up and down. He's fine. Okay, well, we'll get you into a room. We'll take some more tests. Uh, and then we were there for three and a half hours, maybe four, got in, got out. I mean, they were pretty much on top of it. But here's the thing. Here's what happens or, you know, I'm here's what was happening when I was there. I, uh... I'm standing there, you know, I haven't eaten all day, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like going, you know, I'm bored, so I'm trying to keep my mind off being hungry, and I'm sitting there, and I'm walking up and down the halls. As soon as I came out of that room, they've got, like, all the different nurses or all the different um, personnel in different colored outfits. There's the the burgundy people that don't leave behind the, usually the heavier people, if you know what I mean. They, they sit behind the desk and on the computers. Then you've got the ones that are in the dark blue. They're always running from room to room. Then you've got the ones that are in like a light green, like a lime green. It seems like they're always moving people from room to room. And then there's a guy who walks around in uh, like uh, like he just got off the golf course. He's walking around. Hey, how you doing? You doing all right? Hey, can I get you anything? Yeah, I'm starving. Can I get a ham sandwich or something? Uh, we can't have food on this floor. All right. Fuck, shit. Uh, so I'm sitting there. At the sliding glass door to the room, and I'm leaning on the door. Now, this hospital that I took my dad to is also uh, services the local prison. And there's a prison about 25 miles down the road from this hospital. So thank God they're a total of, you know, 45 miles from us. Uh, But they do have times where they they bring uh, inmates into this place. And I was like... I heard about it, and I was like, all right, well, how do they do that? Do they, you know, separate them? Is there a cop standing out front? No, they're just in there like regular people, and I'm sitting there. My dad's got that cloth, uh, looks like Pioneer Woman design (laughs) on the front of it, you know, where it ties in the back. But the prison inmates, when they come in, they've got a full dark green, lightweight, lightweight material, almost like a paper material, and socks with yellow socks with little rubber sticky feet on the bottom. And so I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird outfit. And then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, these must be prison inmates that are here on the emergency floor. Well, just so happened to be my lucky day because this week one guy tried to run. And I'm sitting there, you know, leaning up against the door. We're in uh, room 18. And I think there's 30 around the whole entire thing. So if you do a lap around, he's probably at door number 30, which is probably further away from the exit door which makes sense. And I'm sitting there and I'm leaning up against the door, just kind of watching everybody go by. And it's funny because if someone new walks by and they see me standing in front of the doorway, they go, sir, are you okay? Do you need anything? I'm like, no, I'm just hanging out watching. (laughs) There's nothing on TV in here. I'm watching you guys. Okay. Okay. And they run off and I'm sitting there and I hear like off in the distance. No, sir, sir, you need to go back to your room. You need to go back, sir, go back to your room. And then you see the nurses that weren't 
the big fat ones <laughs> sitting behind the desk in the burgundy uniforms, they start getting up and they start moving the opposite direction. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And they move in the opposite direction, but the dark colored nurse or the dark colored nurses, the dark blue people, the dark blue scrubs and the lime green scrubs start going towards the sound and they're not doing anything. And here, here's this one guy, heavy set guy, short guy, probably like 5'10". And he's just kind of doing, if you're watching me on the video here, he's just kind of walking and kind of pushing. He's not making a mad dash for it. He's not making a run. It's almost like he's there. He's sedated, but he's coming out of sedation and he's like groggy and he's trying to push people. Out. He's like, get out of my way. I'm, I'm leaving. And they're all like standing there, arms folded across the chest. I know you're saying, where's the security guard? Well, it takes a minute for these security guards to get there. So they're all standing, you know, they're not putting their hands on him. They're like, no, sir. And they're kind of like leaning their shoulders into this guy to kind of push him back into his room. And he, he got out and he's walking down the hallway. I'm like, great. You know, now here come the security guys. Now you want to talk about <laughs> the girls, the big girls in the burgundy moving away. These guys are just as big as the, those nurses are. <laughs> so they're big security guys. I mean, they're not going to be. Uh, trying out for any mad 100-yard dash anytime soon, but they are big guys, and they come flying down the hallway, and you can hear them because they got their keys jingling and all, all the stuff on them jingling, and they're all dressed in black, and they go up, and they, they manhandle them. I mean, they, <laughs> they grabbed his arms and you know barred each arm so he couldn't move, and they tried to put him on a gurney. And once they got him on the gurney, he wouldn't, you know, he'd crisscross his arms and finally got the leather straps on him, just like you see in the movies. And he's like, and he starts kicking and they throw the one big strap over his midsection, one strap over his legs and, you know, zip, you know, whoop, and then lock the, the little thing into the hole. And he's all time and he's, let me out, let me out. Meanwhile, because I'm at the opposite end of the hallway, <laughs> I've got all the burgundy nurses standing, and they're like that, mm-mm, child, mm-mm, don't pay me enough to do this, uh-uh, no, wait, that guy get free, he gone, I ain't stopping him, mm-mm, I got my, I got my best clothes on, I gotta pick up my, my auntie, my auntie nephew next week, I ain't, mm-mm, I ain't doing that, <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, I'm like going, well, at least I got entertainment for this evening, I turn around, my dad's sitting on the chair, kind of hunched over you know he's got all his medical stuff hooked up to him he's like what's going on out there (laughs) nothing dad just an inmate trying to escape that's what he's trying to do huh (laughs) never i'll tell you later you concentrate on breathing all right don't (laughs) exert yourself you don't need this much excitement in your life right now start breathing get your oxygen up let's get the hell out of here all right guys before we get the hell out of here Stick around. Don't leave yet because we've got a lot going on today. So another incident where uh, someone at the front desk has gotten in trouble for stealing your credit card at a, at a, at a doctor's office. And you're like, well, Jesus Christ, lady, I come here to be healed and you're stealing my information. So I'll get into that story here shortly. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. <laughs> I'm a man. My fucking aunt was fucking Chinese. It's a fucking solid bar. That's what I had. We are fucking loud. <laughs> fucking blasting off the fucking... Dude, Frank can fucking even hear you. Profit Radio. You're listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's... Profit underscore radio. Follow us on Twitter, get some updates and some great news. Stick around, we'll be right back. I appreciate your input. You're listening to Deacon Mark. Deacon Mark. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that. Never reach an apex, just like Google Calls, not you are inclined to make 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Follow us on all your social networks and away go to ProfitRadio.com. Has a listing of everywhere that you can find us. You can be part of the show at any given time over there as well. Uh, just pretend like you like us, so make sure you like us on our Facebook. Make sure you like us on our YouTube channel, Twitter. I don't really do a whole lot of Twitter stuff. It's just a bunch of uh, repeat stuff, regurgitated stuff of you are what you've already seen on Instagram and Facebook. And also we have a TikTok page. So go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Dot com and you can find all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. And you can get yourself some free stuff over there. Check that out as well under free swag. Now, over in California, I don't know if you know this or not, but California, you know, once they get the fires and stuff that go through and they have vegetation that tries to come back. And uh, one of the things that, that comes back in tenfold is, whoops, let me go back here, is the like the kudzu. And there are actual farmers that, that will take, you know, 200, 300 head of goats and walk them in an area and let them eat the kudzu down and, you know, acres and acres and acres so they can go in there and refarm and, and do whatever or just to keep control over these large overgrown areas. Well, I guess this group of goats got out from eating all this vegetation in California neighborhood was briefly taken over by a horde of goats after this week after they escaped their enclosure in Pinoli. Uh, the Pinoli Police Department was called to the scene to help recapture the animal. Uh, upon arriving, the officers apparently realized that there were no match for the large herd. There's nothing we can do until the herder gets here. And the officers, you can hear him saying during the video here, a huge number of goats can be seen in people's gardens and making themselves at home in the front yard. The animals, which have been used to the state to eat up dried vegetation and reduce wildfires, were eventually returned to their enclosure. Now, if you want to see this video, I'm going to go to camera four so you can see this. And here they are. They're just roaming through this lady's neighborhood, and she's videotaping them. <laughs> They're eating everything. There's nothing we can do until the herder gets here. They are all over the street. They're eating the vegetables or vegetables. They're eating all the vegetation, the flowers, the plants. They're just going to town, man. Look at them. <laughs> what do you do? No, we're going to go over here. Oh, yeah, there's easily 300 of them over there. So they got out of their enclosure, uh, and uh, they're just doing what goats do, eating shit. Now, us as humans do what humans do. And uh, what's the whole... Um, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do it, like on the Discovery Channel. Well, over the years and over time and stuff, we've had issues with, you know, sexual transmitted diseases, diseases that'll kill you, being, you know, unwanted pregnancies and so on and so forth. So you can take it as you will as far as whether you have the right to have unprotected sex or protected sex and so on and so forth. There, there's a lot of religions involved as far as contraceptive and, and the list goes on and on. But for all you atheists, oh, let me switch back to camera one. All you atheists and, and people that really don't get into that, you just want to get your freak on and you want to do it in the safest way possible and the most natural way as possible. Can't feel anything. Stick my dick in a car door and slam it. I can't feel nothing. Public health officials are deploying the power of a new weapon in the war against the rise of sexual transmitted infections, a common antibiotic that works like the after-morning pill. It's not just the latest advancement in sexual health fields shifting it to preventative medicine, not just condoms or abstinence or tests, uh, the best hope for squashing pathogens that can spread during sex. For decades, people have been able to have unprotected sex with the low risk of contracting HIV, thanks to the daily pill known as PrEP, or PR, little r, EP, or technically it's called the pre-exposure prophylaxis. Technical name. <laughs> I do so well on them. But we're still susceptible to the bacteria bug, including the recent spike in syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia until now. Recent studies show that the antibiotic doxycycline taken after sexual encounters works as a post-exposure to prevent those infections. But experts are also worried about the unintentioned consequences. The Center of Diseases, the CDC, <laughs> they just put that, and Prevention plans to release guidelines later this summer to deploy the treatment known as Dox Doxypep. That's D-O-X-Y, capital P, capital E, capital P, Doxypep, in hope of addressing fears among medical professions that preventative use will fuel antibiotic resistance and the rise of drug-resistant superbugs. It is the first major innovation that we've had for STIs since the vaccination for the human papillomavirus nearly two decades ago. 
Doctors, public health officials, and sexual health clinics are embracing preventative pills as a realistic way to curb the STIs or STDs because of the they preserve pleasure while protecting their partners. Some doctors have started prescribing it to a narrow segment of the gay community considering the elevated risk of STDs. Just like PrEP, the anti I say anti, the preventative for HIV uh, was a game changer. This empowers the individuals to make choices about their sexual health. It doesn't always have to be about condoms. So doxycycline is already used in the frontline antibiotic treatments for chlamydia and occasionally for syphilis and gonorrhea. But its use for preventative has drawn concerns that it will no longer be effective in patients who who use it regularly. It may uh, felicitate an evolution of antibiotic resistance strains and pathogens. So what they're afraid of is that, you know, it's going to form and reform and, and create new uh, types of gonorrhea and types of syphilis and type all that stuff. It's funny that they always go to the gay community because they always look at the gay community as, you know, promiscuous. You know, you have two girls and two guys or a girl that's a guy and a guy that's a girl. Or go, 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 you know, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I'm confused. You know, just whatever you guys are doing. And they figure, you know, I'm not going to get pregnant. You're not going to get pregnant. So let's just, you know, <laughs> beat it out together. But the thing is, you know, that's what they that's why HIV was passing around so quickly. All right, guys, stick around when we come back. Why are there rocks in my cookie? I thought I thought this was all natural. Well, technically it is, isn't it? And we'll dive into that story when we come back. Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason Christ, Jay. How We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Holy shit. The after party and blah, 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 blah. I'm a lesbian, but I like you. Oh, wait. You're a lesbian, but you like me. Now, all of a sudden, you like dudes? I have hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of women. Take you to a nice time. I go out all the time. I've, I've met uh, a hundred. <laughs> to a nice time. All right. Well, now, I'm... <laughs> That'll work out, but I've seen it a hundred fucking times. I used to work at a fucking gym yard for four fucking years. I know, I know. I know what goes on. Well, what goes on is, well, that's locked in my vault. You're going to get fucked up, but yet you got to get married the next day. Yeah, whatever. Never had pepperoni on my penis. This is about what's going to happen. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, good. Hey, this is Joe. How are you doing today? Joe, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. We are trying to help out people with our television broadcasting services. So, would you have time to sleep with you? I'm sorry, do you have time to sleep with me? What? That was a minor inconvenience. Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. You're listening to... That explains a lot. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Just like you, chasing the American dream. So I mortgage my house, bought a little shop that sells ice cream. But since the Mega Mart built here, the town folk don't come around. Cause they can buy all their crap a dollar cheaper at the edge of town. Cause it's a fast food nation. We're all tied up in chains We're gonna build a warehouse club All my hometown's remains And mom and pop, don't you worry If you got to close your doors There's lots of part-time old band-aids Down at the supers Let's try that again. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Well, we'd love to hear from you. And the way you can be part of the show, you can do that at any time, is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. At the bottom of the page, it says Be Heard. Click on that little Be Heard. Opens up a microphone. Click on the record button. You can be anonymous if you want. I don't care. I just want to hear from you. If you want to mention something about anything that we said here on the program at any time, uh, we have an eight-year catalog of 
over, I think, close to coming up on 400 uh, songs, 400 shows. Uh, feel free to go back through and ask us any questions on those. I'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> if you want to talk about something from, uh, what, 2017, 2018, I will know exactly what you're talking about. It might take me a minute to get back to that show and listen to what you were, what you were describing, but I will get to you and answer you, and you can be heard right here on the program. Just click Be Heard on whatever device you are listening to us on. Now, my wife... This year, the first time, my wife has signed me up for vision uh, on our insurance. Before, I had no problem with my vision. Everything's fine. But the more and more I wake up in the morning and I'm looking at my phone, that's probably one of the things. First thing in the morning, turn on my phone and I'm looking at it like this. And then I start pulling it. If you're watching me on the video here on YouTube, and uh, I start pulling it out like this. And I'm like going, whew, Jesus, I cannot see this. And she's like going, well, we need to get you to get your eyes checked. I'm like, God, but it's only bad in the morning. As the day progresses, my eyesight gets better. So I don't know if it's my eyes are just full of like morning gunk or whatever, but I, I have a hard time seeing for the first like hour or two in the morning. <laughs> I guess, So I make an initiative not to read anything for the first two hours in the morning. Hey, read this document. No, I'm fine. No, I'll wait. I'll eat, read it after lunch. <laughs> I'll read it after lunch. Now, a receptionist in Florida's in a doctor's office has been arrested. Going to go Florida. Here we go. At, after allegedly stealing more than $40,000 from dozens of patients, the investigation into uh, Angela Mina, a receptionist at the Mac, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's called the McDonald MAC. Donald Family Eye Care of Winter Springs, Florida, just northeast of Orlando, uh, a year ago on March 11, 2022, when the optometrist's office contacted the Winter Springs Police Department about a, p- a potential case fraud. According to the business, the receptionist, Angela Mina, who is allegedly, ele- allegedly illegally using patients' credit card information to commit credit card fraud. During the month-long investigation into the suspect, author- authorities from the Winter Garden Springs found that Mina was using her own Square account to steal approximately $44,000 from 76 patients who frequent the family practice. Uh, following the conclusion, after a 16-month investigation, authorities filed charges in the status and she was arrested. Mina uh, was arrested this past Friday on July 21 on several charges, uh, and she will sit in the Orange County Jail and wait to be prosecuted. Winter Springs Police Department investigations are ongoing and no further details. Can you imagine that? You trust the person behind the counter. Like, we go up to a, a veterinarian, and that veterinarian, they are packed. They've got, they bring in chickens and dogs and cattle, and they actually come out and do horse stuff and if you've got livestock, it's that kind of veterinarian, and that's what we have in this area. It's a rural county, so this doctor's office, this veterinary office, does large animals as well. But when I have, you know, Cookie Puss, my uh, 13-year-old bulldog, when I bring her in there, you know, you trust everything. I don't know. They don't have a keypad on the counter. I always hand the card over to the girl behind the counter to pay for everything, and she's got the little thing where she slides it in and slides it out. It, how is she doing? And I'm sitting there right watching her. How is the girl behind the counter going to steal my thing if she's got a, a square? Now, if you don't know what square is, kind of plugs in if you're watching me on the video here, kind of plugs into the, the top of your phone and, you know, it, 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 it reads your, the magnetic strip and then you've got the information on your, on your card. It's like a skimmer or a scammer or a skimmer scammer. <laughs> but this girl did it, and, and uh, boy, she got char- she got charged for it. She's going to be charged for it, and she's going down. She's going down. Someone else is going down. It's Trader Joe's. Now, not the store itself, Trader Joe's Cookies, uh, which, in my opinion, if you said, hey, check out these cookies from Trader Joe's, they're delicious. I would go, no. And then I would go, give me something with actual chocolate in them, actual sugar, brown sugar, all that good stuff. But right now, Trader Joe's is recalling two types of cookies that the grocer said that they found could possibly contain foreign material. Trader Joe's said it was alerted by the supplier that the cookies may contain rocks. All right, so let's let's digest that a little bit, okay? <laughs> you are a cookie manufacturer, right? In your facility, you should have what? Flour, dough, ingredients, other ingredients, metal you know, the, the machinery and stuff and everything else. Nowhere would you have like a bag of rocks laying around or rocks that are involved in making cookies. Unless they're making them, you know, beating the dough on like the, on the, on the side of the stream, like you would bang out your laundry and stuff. There are two types of cookies included in this recall. The Trader Joe's Almond Windmill Cookies 
Mmm, sounds delicious. Does it come with a gallon of milk to wash it down? And also, Trader Joe's dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies. That, that, okay, here we go. There's the problem. So the landscaper was out front, and, you know, they're redoing the parking lot or whatever, and they're putting all the, the bags of rocks around all the palm trees or whatever that the, the cookie manufacturer is doing. And then somehow a bag of almonds got mixed up with the bag of, you know, the, the river rock that you buy at, like, Lowe's or Home Depot or something. And the guy goes, um, hey, uh, Steve, huh? Uh, go over there and get the almonds for this batch of cookies. Okay, what's it look like? Uh, it looks like it's a brown bag or clear bag, and it's got a bunch of stuff inside of it. Okay, sir. He goes over, grabs this landscape river rock, you know, the pebble, the Chattahoochee rock. <laughs> comes over and goes, here you go. Dumps it in there. God, this bag's heavy. He dumps it in there thinking it's almonds. That's the only way I can think that you could switch these out and accidentally put rocks in the goddamn cookies. Uh, the items are no longer available at Trader Joe, and they're urging anyone who purchased the container, do not eat them. We urge you to discard the product and return any of them uh, for a full refund. Uh, this was reported in Detroit. So, you know, you wanted all natural cookies, you hippies, you fucking hippies out there, and now you're complaining that it's got rocks in it? Come on. <laughs> you want your cake and eat it too? No, I want my cookies and eat it too. Well, there you go. All right, guys, when we come back. I got a couple ways of you, how you can make some money. One's an illegal way and one's a legitimate way. And I'm going to let you decide on which one you want to take. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's the Deacon, and if you have a company, no matter how large or small, are you sure that everything's protected from a hijack or some kind of ransomware? You've heard stories about people losing all their inventory, their payroll, their computers are locked down, and outside influences are holding that information, demanding money. Are you prepared for the unexpected? Well, introducing to you Ron Klink's Disaster Recovery Solutions, your expert in Azure Recovery, AWS Elastic Disaster Recovery and IBM Cloud Recovery as well. Why choose Ron Klink? With years of the industry's experience, Ron Klink is a trusted name in disaster recovery solutions in the United States as well as many places overseas. He takes a consultative approach and closely works with you to analyze your infrastructure and picks out any places where you might be vulnerable. He will also create a custom plan to effectively safeguard your data and your system. Whether you're a new business just getting off the ground or a well-established company, schedule some time to talk to Ron about the next steps to protecting the most valuable information. Visit his website at ronklink.co. That's R-O-N-K-L-I-N-K dot C-O. And keep your company on track. Subscribe to Deacon Live wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deacon Live, and please, give us a nice review. You want something for free? Well, we will give you something for free. All you have to do is go to Profit Radio. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the top of the page, there's a little bar that says uh, free swag. Click on that. Pick out whatever prize pack you want, and uh, they will send it out to you. Uh, believe me, it's not an email grab or anything like that. They just want to say thank you for listening to us or whatever podcast that you are listening to us on or at uh, there's a couple different podcasts on there, and you can check all those out and get yourself some uh, stickers, some magnets. Uh, there's some, uh, I think they still have a couple headphones left over in the prize bin over there. So get those out, fill that out, and uh, they'll send those out to you as soon as they possibly can. And while you're over there, make sure uh, you 
follow us on all your social networks. Uh, they would appreciate that as well. Now, when I moved in, when I moved out, hold on, I moved in and moved out. Uh, when I was 20 years old, I bought my first house. I bought it just outside of Orlando, Florida, uh, in a bustling community called Azalea Park. Now, Azalea Park is in the city, quote-unquote, city of Orlando, so I had to follow all their rules and everything. And one of the things that they did is in the city of Orlando, and this is the, the very, very early days of recycling. Um, uh, this is uh, 1994, and uh, Orlando itself wanted everyone to recycle. So moved in. I'm like, all right, great. I got recycle bins, and, you know, being a you know, 20, 20, 21-year-old college kid, uh, and, uh, you know, you have parties and all that stuff at the house. You build up a, a bunch of recyclables, I guess, is where I'm going with that. And next door to me was an old retired Air Force mechanic. Uh, older gentleman, probably when I moved in, he was probably 61, 62 years old, would talk about going down to the PX and getting his carton of cigarettes and a couple cases of beer for $8 each, you know. Uh, Milwaukee's best or Milwaukee, old Milwaukee at the time before Miller bought him out. And he would tell me stories about, you know, he'd drink a case of beer in, in a couple days and then he would crush the cans and fill up a one of those hefty bags and we'd take them to the recycle center. And he was like, I'd be damned if I give the, you know, I'll be damned if I give the city my money. I'm going to go down there and take these cans and, you know, get some money for them and I can then uh, take the the money and buy another case of beer. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a college kid. I'm paying for the house on my own and working part part time at a. Uh, I forget where I was working at the time, but doing all this stuff at, at all at the same time, trying to save money. So I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So I started doing that. Started saving my cans, saving my cans. Went down to the place and it's a you know scrapyard or whatever. And they're, I'm like going, hey, you go up to this little window in a trailer and you're knocking on the window. And they slide it open. What do you got? I go aluminum cans. Throw it on the scale, and it's this big four by four sheet of metal, you know, with a some kind of counterbalance on it. You throw the cans on there. He reads it. He writes it down on a little ticket. Gives it to you. You go back to that sliding window. You hand it to the guy. He hands you three dollars and forty five cents. <laughs> I go, really? I there's probably three four hundred cans of aluminum in there, and this is all I get. It's what you get. That's what they're paying. And I go, this is. Bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm not saving up three and taking them in your car and they leak and all over the place. And I'm like, I'm not bringing these back. So that was it. I did it one time, maybe twice. I tried to fill them up with uh, sand. They're like, going, nah. They went through it and go, here's your can of rocks. Nope, can't do that. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. So I said that was the end of my recycling day. But right now, eight members of a family that run a recycling center across Southern California are facing felony charges in related allegations that they smuggled 178 tons of recycles, recyclables from Arizona to take advantage of California's recycling program. Over the span of eight months, a U.S. City Department of Justice investigation uh, investigated several recycling centers around Riverside County and found that operators redeemed $7.6 million worth of aluminum cans, plastic bottles that were brought over illegally from another state. Eight people, all said to be family members, were named in the charging documents provided by Cal Recycle, C-A-L Recycle. I guess that's California Recycling. The charges were filed as part of a large ongoing investigation by Cal Recycle to identify and arrest those who tried to defraud the California residents of recycling redemption credits that are meant to encourage the use of California Redemption Value Program, or the CRV. The program allows Californians to return beverage containers to privately owned recycle centers in exchange to, for five to six cents per container. Now, yeah, five or six cents per container, I would have made a killing on that. Not by the weight. That's where they fucking got me. This is funded by Californians every time they purchase an eligible item. The CRV tax is tacked on to the initial cost, but then is redeemed by coupon. By redeeming the ineligible items from outside of the state, scammers effectively steal money out of the pockets of Californians. Darn it. Are they really? <laughs> Damn it. Only 10 states have the beverage container depot programs like California's, including the National Conference and of State Legislators. It is illegal to transport cans or bottles across state lines to redeem them for, pay, uh, for cash payout. This discrepancy in the state-by-state -state recycling redemption uh, became a subject of a Seinfeld plot 
1996 when Kramer and Newman concocted a scheme to take a truckload of recyclables to Michigan to cash in on 10% deposit return. So there you go. And that, that seems so silly. That, that seems so silly. Think about it. First of all, you buy a soda in California. Let's say it's 50 cents. Then they throw on this, if you don't recycle this, let's say it's 7 cents. So they add another 7 cents on that. But then when you take it back to the, you take that can and recycle it back in California, you get 5 to 10 cents depending on who's doing the bargaining there. So they're tacking on an, a surcharge, a tax, onto a can that you may or may not return anyways. Who cares if they're, bring, well, hold on, before I say who cares and get on this Apple box of mine. Let's not let's start by not taxing them the the charge up front and just say, hey, look, you know, um, bring us all your cans. We'll pay for it. Now, maybe not five or six cents or five to ten cents per can. Fuck that. Do the weight thing. Do the whole thing. Make it a little bit more. Well, <laughs> if they run into the the aspects of uh, what I was doing and they, I only got, you know, out for 27 pounds of aluminum cans. I don't know how many cans that is. Three hundred and something cans. I only got five dollars and thirty cents. I don't know. Just you're recycling. Let's do it that way. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the good thing. Just do go with it. You know, think about it. think cut your losses, figure out a different program. Something's not right there. There's there's too big of a hole. There's too much of a loophole in your hole to uh, allow people from coming outside and uh, taking advantage of this. Now, would they would have found them if it was only a couple thousand dollars? Maybe not. But this family, this family of eight got greedy and (laughs) cashed in $7.6 million. Imagine that, $7.6 million. Think about on the other end. They've got to pay someone in Arizona. Hey, uh, Charlie Recyclables, um, what do you do with these cans? Eh, We just take them to the recycle center and just, you know, plow through them. Hey, how about if I give you <laughs> 22 cents per pound and I'll take these off your hand? Sure, I'm not getting any money for them anyways. Th- throw them on my truck there. All of them? Uh, well, I got another truck over there. Throw them on that one too. <laughs> and they take them over and they get the $7.6 million. So now you got to back pay who you took the cans from, right? I mean, it's, it's a scary, slippery, aluminum-foiled slope. Now, here's another way for you to make money. <laughs> I know. I crack myself up sometimes. So you out there, people listening to me right now, if you have a Facebook page and you were on Facebook between May, May 24th, 2007 to December 22nd, 2022, you are eligible to receive up to $725 million. Now, it depends on how many people sign up for it. But Meta is paying a a lawsuit out alleging that the world's largest social media platform allows millions of users of its personal information to be fed to Cambridge Analytica. And that's the whole thing that, um, what's his name, sat on a, he had a booster chair. Zuckerberg, a firm that supported Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. So anyone in the U.S. who's had a Facebook between 20, uh, 2007 and 2022 is eligible to receive a payment. To apply for the, the settlement, users must fill out a form and submit it online or print it out and mail it in. The deadline is August 25th. Uh, it's not clear how much money an individual or user will receive. The larger the number of people submitting the valid claims will be smaller depending on each payout, payment out since the money will be divided up amongst all of you. So... Don't tell your friends. The case sprang from a 2018 revelation that Cambridge Analytica, the firm that has ties with uh, Trump's political strategist, strategist, we'll go with that, Steve Bannon, had paid a Facebook app developer for access to the personal information about 87 million users of the platform. That data was then used to target U.S. voters during the 2016 campaign and ultimately led to Trump's election as the 45th president. Now, you say... Well, that's, that's wrong. You can't do that. No, 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 no. People do it all the time. Now, when you, anyone, you throw Trump on there and, oh my God, that's wrong. Shut the fuck up. All right. What do you do? There's a reason why you take surveys and polls. There's a reason why there's all these other companies out there. Cambridge Analytica is one of the, just one of the first major big things where a president or a candidate says, Hey, let's find out who are, who's our audience. Who, who do we, who do we need to, you know, gear our stuff to? And they say, Okay, well, this is, this is Cambridge Analytica. Great. Let me have all your data of everyone. 
Okay, so they pay him. You get the data. He's got the data. What's wrong with that? It's no different than if I was going to make a movie. Well, who's this movie for? I don't know. Let's, uh, who does all the movie stuff? Let's, let's hire Netflix. Netflix, who does, uh, what's your audience? Netflix gives you all the information and then you make a movie based on Netflix information. It's no different than that. It was all done legally. You sign up for it. No, no, yes, you did. Yes, yes, you did. As, whenever you post something on Facebook, you and you signed up and you put your picture on there, this is me, this is Fluffy, this is my kids, this is us on vacation, all that stuff, you've agreed to that. And if, you, and if you're telling yourself, no, I didn't, you're lying. You're not reading the content. You're not reading the, the terms of a, agreement and all that stuff. You're lying. You understand that. Uh, I had a, someone the other day, Jesus Christ, someone the other day on the Marshville, Marshville uh Facebook page said there's a there's a guy sitting in a car. Why do guys sit in the car at nine o'clock in the morning in a public park uh, watching kids? Well, maybe he's on his lunch break. Maybe he's doing this. Maybe he's doing that. Well, I don't feel safe with my kids being out there. And it's a long thread and people just going back and forth. The guy's out probably just out there sitting there having lunch. You know, you don't know, but you you see a guy sitting white or black doesn't matter. You see a guy out there with no kids or anything just sitting there with a car on AC on, probably reading a book or listening to you know whatever meditation and stuff. But then on your own Facebook page, you, you're posting TikTok videos of that same park of you and your kids and your husband dancing around to a stupid song. I don't want this guy looking at my kids in the park. Come on, honey. We got to do our TikTok video for, you know, 50,000 subscribers. I mean, because it's too, it's too in front of you. You can't see these people. Give me a break. Give me a break. Figure it out, people. All right. So if you want to make some money, uh, oh, I wanted to tell you where to go. Sorry. I left that part out. Got on my, let me get off this Apple box. It's a little high for me. So if you want to go to it, here's the, the website. Get ready. It's long. Get your pens out. Get your ink blotters. Here we go. It's Facebook user privacy settlement.com forward slash pound sign submit hyphen claim. Got it? Well, we're going to say it once. If you want to see it, rewind the tape. But you put in your first name, your last name, all the general instructions. Now, here's when, once you're filling it out, it's got method for receiving payment. Because I already filled mine out. I, I've got like 16 accounts, so I should have 16 different checks coming in. It says make sure you know your email and phone number is correct and stuff. Now, you can have it uh, a prepaid MasterCard. You can have it sent to PayPal, Venmo a direct deposit, or use Zelle. I want a nice hard check. I want a paper check. And you can click on that, and based on the information that you put in there, you can get a paper check sent to your doorstep. All right, guys, stick around. One more little segment. And speaking of coming to your doorstep, is trick-or-treating going to be canceled this year? Is Halloween going to be canceled this year? Uh, you'd be surprised, and there's a freaky reason why, and it's not because of religion or anything like that. It's something really, really stupid that we're getting into right now. Maybe it's recycling. Who knows? Stick around. I'll get into those details when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. I can't believe she could carry that much candy around in a sack. It was unbelievable. I think she took shifts. 407-448-8800. First and foremost, this is my Facebook page. What I choose to post does not require anyone's comments or opinions. If you do not like what is on my page, or what I choose to share, scroll on. I am not asking for your religious or political views. I was raised a Christian. And I am proud to be an American. If this causes longtime high school friends to remove me from their friends list, then we were not friends to begin with. I'd never tell a true friend to see things my way or else. Everyone has their own opinions and everyone makes their own choices. Peace out. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now brings to you another Bentley record creation. This is High Vibe with his latest song, Buy Me Things. For more information, check him out over at ProfitRadio.com. Buy me this, buy me a Jeep or buy me a car, buy me a Cadillac or buy me a Hummer, buy me an X5 or buy me a car, or buy me anything that is good like a car, buy me a Jeep or buy me a car. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? We'll give you something for free, but you got to do us a favor. You got to go to ProfitRadio.com, click on free swag, fill out whatever uh, prize pack you want over there. There's a whole bunch of different podcasts, a whole bunch of different stickers, a whole bunch of cool things. There's even a couple, I think there's a set of headphones over there. If they got some, any love, uh, they'll send those out to you as well. They're nice. They're wired headphones. Uh, they're good quality and stuff. So if you 
need that little extra spare stuff around, you want a free pair, uh, fill that out. That's Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com, and get a pair of those as well. Now, for the last couple of weeks, actually, you know, summertime, summertime, I'm getting so fat, so I want to walk around and shoot. A cat? I don't know. I'm trying to make a song there. But no, you usually, everyone tries to get into their summer body and everything. It's a scam. It, it is a total scam. All, where the holidays are placed and all that stuff, it's a total scam. We don't have any big eating holidays, like actually outside of like Labor Day or anything like that or Memorial Day. I, forget, I get the two mixed up. There's no like really big eating holidays outside of 4th of July where you're cooking out and stuff all the way up until we get to Halloween. So it's a scam that, you know, we want to stay skinny. Uh, I don't want to eat a whole lot of food and then we get into the colder months you're like okay i don't have to wear a bathing suit anymore i can get into like bigger clothes i don't mind eating holiday candy unfortunately uh, there is something called sugarflation Sugar prices are on the rise and are expected to increase with tight supplies coupled with weather and mayhem, according to the people of Axos. The intensity of the dry season that El Nino, are we still talking about that? Jesus, is set to influence this year's result in a 10 to 15% reduction in the sugarcane fields globally. Oh, sorry. Your sweet tooth may have to pay a pretty penny to be satisfied. The big picture shows that the national nearly 90-year-old sugar program is the root of the problem with the policies requiring 85% of the U.S. sugar purchases to come from domestic processors. Well, that's great. The National Convections Association is working with lawmakers to reform the program where American businesses are forced to operate at a disadvantage, noting that they pay two or three times as much for sugar as their competition in other countries. Rising food costs and impacting families, the U.S. sugar program only fans the flames to increase the cost, forcing American consumers to pay uh, $2.4 billion to $4 billion per year for food, according to the, the sugar. So by the numbers, sugar and sweets were up 11% in June compared to a year earlier. So between the lines, the sugar shortage could cause Halloween candy shortage, uh, which manufacturers have warned about in the past. That's, did they say that last year? I, I forget. <laughs> so all the cheap candies out there, the one where you pay 20 bucks for the 190 pack thing it's all like the garbage stuff you normally wouldn't get it's nothing like m&ms or mars or anything like that last july the hershey company warned that they may not be able to fully meet the customer's demand for halloween in 2022 because of the supply changes hopefully our product our production is busy and our warehouse staff is full and there's not going to be any shortage for halloween this year mostly likely to uh, <clears throat> most likely what consumers will sense this year is the higher price of candy, but there's a chance that given the sugar supply, even globally, some candy manufacturers could fall short uh, based on this Axos magazine. Um, so here's the thing. There is, we can't import sugar from other places because there's a lot of things set in stone. There's a lot of things where the way they process sugar overseas is not on the same level that the way we process sugar over here in the United States. Um, I think theirs is a six-step process. I could be wrong on that. And ours is a three-step process to get the sugar out of the sugar cane. The sugar overseas is a better quality sugar than it is over here, if that makes any sense for you. And believe it or not, the and the, their sugar content, because of... Let, let, let me make sure I get this story straight. Subway bread over here is considered bread overseas it's considered a candy because the sugar content in our bread over here is higher than the sugar content in the bread over there i think uh they can't say it can't contain any more than 18 percent sugar in the actual mix to be considered a bread over in europe so <laughs> eat fresh right so the bread over here from subway has like 18 percent, and i say 18 percent. that could be off on that but we have a higher sugar percentage over here so our sugar takes a little bit more to make the products that we have over here because this process, it's it's more raw to find. They're finding a way to cut corners. And anyways, the long of the short is, I know I'm rambling here. The long of the short is the candy prices, we are we are locked into buying 80 or 90 to 85, 85 to 90 percent of our sugar from local distributors here in the United States. That's great. That's great. That's perfect. But unfortunately, because of the weather and all that's our sugar producers are not creating enough sugar for the whole entire nation. So what do we do? Stop eating fucking candy. Stop doing this. Stop using our sugar for this. Can we figure out the sugar for this? It's a spiraling. We did this to ourselves. Now, yes, we could bring in sugar from somewhere else, uh, but you're still going to pay a higher price. Now, someone right now. 
And one of my, fam- my one of my favorite candies is either M&M's or uh, peanut butter or Reese's peanut butter. Anything peanut butter and chocolate, chocolate peanuts, peanuts and chocolates. I love that. Snickers bar, I'll eat them all day long. Are the kids, maybe this is the time. Maybe parents out there, all you uh, <laughs> Trader Joe people, maybe this is the year that you teach your young ones that, hey, we don't need candy. We just go back to apples and boiled eggs. Let's do that. Hard-boiled eggs and apples. Ah, there's a razor in my <laughs> apple. Oh, there's a dead chicken in my egg. I mean, we got to do what we got to do, right? We're Americans. We're we're number one. That's what we have to do. If anyone gives me a bag of goddamn pretzels on, on Halloween, I will crunch them up. I've even seen people give like little bags of salad with a little dressing inside, like you buy the at the grocery store, you get like the big bag of Asian mix, and it's got the, all the, the ingredients in like separate cellophane bags. I've seen people give bags of like romaine. No, not like Ziploc seal, like actual, it's a salad in a bag, and it's probably, and if you're watching me on the camera here on YouTube, search Deacon Live Podcast, uh, it's about, you know, four by four inch square, and uh, it's got like cranberries and almonds, or rocks, we don't know, <laughs> they could be recalled too, uh, but yeah, I mean... Maybe this is the year that we teach kids that not to have candy, or this is the only time of the year that the kids can have candy, and then it's banned for the rest of the year, except for Easter, and then it's banned for well, except for Christmas, and then it's banned for oh, except for your your birthday, and then it's banned for the rest of the year, right? So those four days, you're only allowed to have candy, and you have to have a coupon or a ticket or something, and I would turn that in, and I would get my candy, my whatever my allowance is for candy. That's where we're going. We're going into a socialized food distribution <laughs> if they can't figure this out. Now, someone who has figured something out, I don't know if it's good or bad. Many years ago, I was arguing with a good friend of mine about combos. If you guys don't know what combos are overseas, uh, there there are two types. There is a pretzel. It, it's a small little, like, what do I say? It's not a cannon. I'm thinking it's like a, it's a pretzel-filled snack. It's about the size of a... Like a half a battery. Hold on. I'll figure this out. About the size of an olive. Let's do it that way. Size of an olive, almost like an olive, you know, how that has the pimento in it. It either is made out of a cracker material or a pretzel material. And I argued with them many years ago. And I said, you know what? It'd be cool if combos came out with a pretzel with a mustard filled. And I actually emailed them and they said, oh, that's a great idea. We're always looking for new flavors and stuff. Um, because I think of those, like those big round twisty pretzels that you get at like the ballpark or at the state fair or something like that. Um, a good friend of mine introduced me to those pretzels, nice hot, nice hot gooey pretzels, uh, and dip them into like a mustard. And that was so good. I was like, Oh man, this is, this is the best. This is the, the tits is what they say. But sometimes maybe this is the solution for, uh, us running out of sugar is Skittles right now has come out with a new flavor, hopefully in time for this Halloween season. It is. Actually, it's out right now because it's for National Mustard Day. Skittles has released a new flavor of Skittles. The candy has partnered with French's to make a new tangy mustard-flavored Skittle. Collaboration with National Mustard Day on August 5th. Unfortunately or fortunately, the new Skittle will be available at the French's, French's Mobile in select cities. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Making a stop by in Atlanta in uh, July 31st, Washington, D.C. on August 2nd, and New York on August 5th. Fans can also enter an online sweepstakes for a chance to win a package of mustard-flavored Skittles. All right, I'm going. I'm going there. Let's see. If you want to see this, guys, uh, make sure you go over to uh, Profit Radio, or make sure you search for us on YouTube, and you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. So here we go. I want get mustard Skittles. Where to buy? Where, I want this. Where to get mustard Skittles? No coast at all. No worries. We will take our candy candy to complete the following the form to win. All right, here we go. We're going to follow the fill the form out. All right, first name. Got it here. Oops. Spell that right. Last name. Email address. Big black honky dicks dot com. <laughs> address for Loco Street in beautiful Marshville, North Krakalaka. Postal zip code, none of your business. Uh, I would like to. I would like to sign up to receive. No, I'm 18 years. Yes, I would like to do that. Submit. Thank you. Winners will be contacted via email. All right. So there you go. So Skittles is coming out with a mustard flavored uh, Skittle, sponsored by French's. So here's my question. I've seen. Oops. <laughs> Hit a couple buttons there, and I switch screens. So here's my question. I've seen a lot of stuff that is coming out with uh, tangy ketchup. 
Doritos has done. There's a whole bunch of new flavors out there. So maybe if we can collectively get together and shift our way and get us off all this processed food. And I, no, mom, believe me, I will eat a cheese and, and macaroni sandwich all day long. But I was sitting there thinking the other day, I'm like going, I was drinking a Mountain Dew. I just had one. I wanted something cold. I wanted something sprizzly. And I opened up a Mountain Dew. It was, it was a 4th of July flavor we had left over. And I took a sip and I go, why am I drinking this? Why do I have this in my hand? Why is this available? Why are we, you know, why is this allowed to happen? When they talk about, you know, obesity and all this other stuff and we need to not to eat this and do this. I understand food for the masses, right? We need to do something. But do we need mustard flavored Skittles? No, we don't. We'd like to. So the people that allow this to happen, you know, here, here's what we got for you. That's our own fault. That's our own fault. And uh, lack of education as far as the way to eat right and stuff. Uh, believe me, I've been, uh, I've been trying to get my stuff down. Uh, you know, my, my issues and stuff that I have, uh, I've been trying to eat right and do better myself. And I hope you guys do better yourself as well going into the holiday season. All right. So on that note, guys, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying what you got to do. Uh, make sure you follow us on our YouTube channel. Search Deacon Live Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're on TikTok as well. Uh, also, if you want something for free, uh, get that over there at Profit Radio. And while you're over there, we'd love to hear from you. You can be podcast famous. Just click on Be Heard at the bottom of the page. Hit record. You can be anonymous if you want. Um, it's not an email grab. We'd just like to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. believe me i promise you i played them before and we'll play them again all right guys on that note i'm gonna let you get back to uh doing what you gotta do my name is the deacon saying good night and good night wait 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 come back this is the end the absolute end écoute moi